0: Welcome to the Nurses Station by UC Health, a podcast that shares extraordinary stories from nurses who answered the call to care. I'm Amanda Cobb, your host, and today I'm here with Sam Waylog. Welcome, Sam. Hi. Thanks for having me, Sam. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your career so far? Where'd you start, and where are you at now? Yeah. So I started within UC
1: Health in 2015 on a neuroscience unit as a CNA. When I graduated nursing school a year later, I did start on that same unit as a nurse. I quickly became a preceptor, a charge, and actually the chair of our Neuroscience Practice Council as well. Um, Within all of those different experiences, I learned that I do have a love for leadership. So within the first few years, I did go back and obtain my MSN in nursing leadership and management. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of hard work because especially while I was doing that, I also did my Level 3 UXL project too, both at the same time and you actually... busy. Like <laughs> yeah, it was really helpful because I used my clinical project within UC Health for my master's capstone as well. So it was almost double dipping in the sense of yeah. I was doing the same work, but it was able to count in more than one way, which was awesome to see.
0: It's nice when you can blend those two things together. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely was. And not long after c- completing my master's and that UXL credentialing project, I actually did leave the bedside to become a program coordinator within our neuroscience service line. Within that, I did start in spine. That was quickly shut down when COVID happened because mm-hmm. all sure. elective surgeries were shut down. So then I was transitioned into more of a stroke role, which is where I've been the past three years or so. And then about eight months ago, um, had the idea of wanting to be in a dual role. I'm actually back in school to become a family nurse practitioner, realizing that I didn't know too terribly much about moms and babies and, you know, that women's and infant population. Um, So I wanted to learn a little bit more there. So I've stepped into, I was part-time stroke coordinator and then part-time bedside and mom baby.
0: Oh wow! What a journey so far. You should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Backing up a little bit, you. So you were in the neurosciences medical unit, an acute care department, mm-hmm. taking care of these neuro patients, and then you finished your master's and stepped into this stroke coordinator role. So tell us a little bit about what what was a day in the life of a stroke coordinator? What kind of things were you doing in that position?
1: Yeah, a lot of it was data. It was looking at processes and making sure that we were meeting our metrics for our credentialing body, our, for DNV that we're certified through. Just kind of looking at how we run stroke alerts, how we take care of stroke patients, not only in the emergency room but as well as in the ICU, neuroscience floor, and even on to rehab here at Central as well.
0: So did you feel like going through the credentialing or the career ladder program, for those of you within UC Health, that's our UXL program is what we call it, but did you feel like that program, obviously in addition to your master's program, Helped you be more prepared for this administrative role you took on? Oh, yeah. It really helped me learn
1: how to navigate just building relationships, building connections, and being able to really take a critically look at practices, processes, making sure that we're pulling in evidence, making sure we are truly doing the best for our patients, the best for our hospitals. I think it really helped in that sense as well. Excellent.
0: So part of the career ladder and promotion program in UC Health includes completing a project that we'd mentioned. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your projects focused on and what were the outcomes? Yeah, my project was heavily focused on the acuity of our neuroscience
1: patients and how we staff based on that acuity and looking that not all neuro patients are created equal. Some are a little heavier than others. Some definitely require more care than others to see how we can equitably staff these patients across all of our nurses to make sure that. Um, You know, I I noticed a lot of nurses staying late to chart, and that's kind of what sparked it. That's actually the outcome I measured was nursing Mm -hmm. overtime. So I was able to look at our nursing overtime pre-implementation. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head because it was a few years ago. But just looking at that and seeing what I could do to decrease that. So where I took a look at the literature, noticed that there really wasn't anything out there that was published specifically regarding neuroscience, acuity tools, and how that can be measured. So what I did is I took some some existing acuity tools that were mostly med surge related, took some elements from there, held a focus group within our staff, asked them what measures and how they could look at acuity in a patient, and they gave me some ideas of other things that could be included in the tool. We then ranked different metrics in different categories. So there was level one, level two, level three, with increasing acuity and depending on how many points the patient scored per each category would determine their score. And then they would provide the charge nurse that score, who would then give them an acuity category of low, medium, or high. And then they would be able to appropriately staff based on that low, medium, and high that was provided by the bedside nurse who was actually doing that work.
0: That's so such a great project. Yeah. You just You included so many layers of nursing and nursing mm-hmm. leadership from the evidence-based practice and then. Realizing when you don't have a tool, like, we got to innovate. Exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. And then, you know, bringing your team along with you creates that support and that what we call buy-in, <laughs> <Exactly>. you know. <laughs> and then obviously, like, having the final impact be a financial one, a financial target for the hospital, but also just a work-life balance for our nurses. Mm-hmm. Getting them out on time is so important. <laughs> Absolutely. So with that project, you saw a decrease in the incremental overtime? We actually did see a decrease in that overtime. Um, But I think the part
1: that I enjoyed the most about this project is I didn't just stop at the UXL. I actually took it and created a poster and actually had a poster presentation at (laughs) at the American (laughs) Association of Neuroscience Nurses. And I actually won third place. That's amazing. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow,
0: this is cool. Yeah, yeah. I think you highlight something that's really important that when we find something really good that works at UC Health, which we do often, we just, we need to share that with other people. How impactful could this be for our profession and for nurses across our countries? I'm so proud of you for doing Thank that. You. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I think a lot of our projects, especially with our UXL program, they sometimes tend to stop at the promotion and stop at the time when we finish the project. But. Really sharing those experiences externally is really valuable for taking that extra step. Thank you. So fast forward to, like you said, eight or nine months ago and you decided, I want to get into Mom Baby. Was that just because that was like an area that you hadn't worked before and where it was uncomfortable? Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. In nursing school, I think back to my
1: days of taking those classes of childbearing families and I'm thinking, I did not want to be a part of (laughs) any of this. I knew where I wanted to be. I loved neuro. It's been my comfort yeah. zone, my area of expertise for so long. To step out of that was just a huge wake-up call, but the most amazing wake-up call I've ever experienced.
0: So how did that process, what did that look like? Did you go through a full orientation in mom-baby? Yeah. What, tell us about that. That's awesome question to ask because they have a fellowship
1: program within it where nurses with zero postpartum experience or labor and delivery experience can actually come on. And get an extended orientation to be able to really, truly fully understand that population and care for them, so it was the most amazing thing I could have ever done.
0: Oh, that's great. So they have a structured program for maybe nurses that don't have experience in that area but have experience somewhere else to be able to get you into practicing?: Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And did you feel like it was more of a struggle since you'd been 100 percent in a administrative role for a few years, or did you feel like it was it, they just made it pretty easy for you to get through? orientation?
1: I thought it was actually pretty easy to get through orientation. I think being away from the bedside for three years and coming back going, oh yeah, that's how we do things. That's where we chart these things. I spend a lot of time doing chart audits within that stroke coordinator role, um, but it's not for postpartum patients. It's not for newborns. I think that was also the biggest uncomfort for me was the newborns because in looking at a mom, I've cared for adults before. I know how to do that. But when I look at a baby, I have two kids myself. But other than that, that's about as much as I knew. (laughs) So it was was a little bit of a struggle there. But I had some really great preceptors who are really supportive, who really just helped
0: me get more comfortable with those newborns. That's great. So it's got riding a bike. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Your clinical skills come back to you. Yeah, (laughs) That's awesome to hear. What I wanted to ask about this dual role is, how did that support you? Did you feel like this was a really great opportunity. I know a lot of our nurses and some of our listeners may be feeling a little bit stretched or burnt out with the bedside care. And so did you feel like this created more of a balance for you? I actually do think it
1: did. I went from five eights within that stroke coordinator role to Two twelves and two eights. So being able to still be working 40 hours a week, which was what I had been doing, but it sure. al- allowed me that variety to be able to see and do different things, to build new connections with people and to really get back to that patient care because that was a huge reason why I wanted to become a family nurse practitioner because I wanted to get back to that patient mm-hmm. care. I wanted to do something more with my career and being able to just be back at the bedside providing education and just learning about a new different patient population that I may care for in the future is really
0: valuable experience. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for some of our nurses that may be thinking about doing a dual role or a hybrid
1: role? Yeah, I would say it's a little intimidating at first. Definitely a lot of planning through HR. I spent a lot of time with my stroke coordinator manager. She was so helpful in helping moving things along for me to be able to make this dream a reality. So just some patience, just taking the time and just find an area that either you're interested in but maybe don't know a lot about or another area you're passionate about and just do it.
0: Oh, that's great advice. Do you know do we have fellowship programs in other areas that you know of? I think also have
1: one in the ICU because when I made the decision to go to mom baby, I was hovering between mom baby. Do I go ICU? I could sure. do neurotrauma pretty easily. Ultimately, just went that yeah. you know, mom baby route just to try something different, try something new.
0: So was the, so the baby taking care of the infants was the biggest learning mm-hmm. curve. Was there any like one particular part of it that was hardest to get up to speed on? I think a lot of it was just the
1: education, and parents want to know anything, they sure. want to know everything. So whenever they have a question is, wait, is that normal? Is this not normal? Just to know where my resources are to say, yeah. oh, "Hey, that's a great question. Let me find out that answer for you and then go talk to my preceptor. Sure. Just learning that normal versus not normal was, was definitely yeah. different.
0: Yeah. I started my career a little opposite. I started in the neonatal intensive care and then went to the adult population. So yeah. um, that was a struggle too. I felt like I had to relearn things like diabetes and heart failure yep. and all of those things that I learned in nursing school. But like infants don't have that. I had to relearn a lot of those kind of comorbidities. That was a little bit of a struggle for me when I made that change. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. So also in, in my career, at some point, I did a dual role where I was doing like a quality shift every week and helping out with like evidence-based practice and policies. So I just think this is something that our profession can continue to seek and to think about and consider is that you don't have to just wear one hat as a nurse and be one one thing. So I love that you're paving the way for people to see that this is a good thing and it can be done and it's accomplished and it can maybe help some of those nurses that are feeling a little bit burnt out or tired and just need a little bit of something different a change of pace and i just love that that you're helping to make that a reality for a lot of people the time that you spent with HR will likely make it a little bit easier for the next person that wants to do something similar. So Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sam, I guess my final question for you, what's next? You're in school for your FNP. Do you want to, what do you want to do with your FNP when you're finished? That is a great question that I wish I had a crystal ball for. (laughs) Like I've said, neuro is
1: what I love. It's what I know. I could absolutely see my as a nurse practitioner in neuro whether it's in our stroke clinic, whether it's working with our neurologists here in the hospital. I could also see myself falling in love with primary care as I've done quite a few clinicals in that setting as well. But then I've also imagined myself, what would it look like if I was in the women's world or the peds world? Yeah. Um, I think that's the beauty of being in school for my FNP is I have all of those options. I'm not limited to just adults, limited to just kids. I can do anything and everything in between. So I think it's going to just be whatever happens that, you know, I truly believe yeah. that the stars will align and
0: I'm gonna end up exactly where I'm supposed to be. We'll just have to wait and see. That is a beautiful message. And so with closing, thank you so much, Sam, for being on the podcast today and sharing with our listeners. We'll see you next time. <laughs>